You're now listening to the number one podcast on planet Earth. Winners sure. win. Winners win. Mm-hmm. Straight up, they don't cover, which is unfortunate, but they win. Oh, she will. Mm-hmm. And she'll see me, a winner. All right, we're back. This is uh, our look ahead series me and Jay's been doing, and we are looking straight ahead into week number five, Jay Bird, against Ole Miss Saturday, September the 30th, against Ole Miss. Big game, away game, but big game. Jay, I need a, but there's something that's bothered me. Yeah. Where in the hell is daddy at? Man, he's a busy man. He's coaching, getting his team ready, getting ready for fall camp. Last uh, two podcasts, he was he was uh, at a work for Spoonbill Lawn Services, you know. Yeah. And then this t- tonight, he had to uh, run a creel for a, a hunting property down there. He left his boat uh, after after hunting season last year. He's supposed to go pick it up, but busy man could never have had time to go get it. So somebody lit their uh, property on fire a couple hundred yards down the uh, road, and the fire jumped the levee and started going towards Daddy's boat. So he had to hurry up and haul ass down there and go get his boat, baby. I bet the whole way down there he was like, oh, oh, oh god damn, I gotta go get this son, bitch. Uh, oh yeah, I bet he was sweating. He's probably sweating like a whole <laughs> in church. Nervous. I bet, I bet he was nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daddy. Hey, you on thin ice. We need you back on the show, Daddy. We need you back, baby. Yeah. All right, Jay. Let's get into this. Look ahead series, week five, Saturday, September the 30th. Ole Miss. Let You want to start with a last season recap, Jay Bird? Yeah, we'll just go over to, uh, what they did last year, just talk about it briefly. Uh, you know, we, we said this on the podcast last year that they was going to start off hot. I actually picked them to lose to Kentucky, um, the fourth and fifth week week of the season. Uh, fifth week of the season, I thought they were going to lose Kentucky. Kentucky was number seven, just beat Florida by by double digits. But they uh, they shit the bed on this one, and they ended up losing. They had a, all they had two chances to beat them. Then they fumbled to the goal line, and then they they threw a touchdown. They had to call it back or something. It was just wild, wild little ending. And they ended up beating Kentucky by three. I think Levis threw a pick late, like on the last drive or something. Yeah, it was, or it was fumbled something. or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so they, they ripped off seven in a row. Shoot, they got what they was. They got ranked in the uh, you know, top. Was it the top ten? They got ranked. It was number seven. When they come to LSU. Is that they? what it was? Yeah. Was it? Were they number seven? They're number seven. Yeah, they're number, seven and zero. Oh, number seven. They come to LSU and. Um, Barstool Sports and, was there. I made I met yeah, Dave Portnoy and, that weekend. And they, <clears throat> um, they, they, uh, the guys did the podcast. I've listened to it for Ole Miss. They talked about all the close games they had and all the people they coming back, and we'll get into that later. Okay. Where they said, yeah, that, that game, that game against LSU was tight, man. That was a tight game against LSU. I was thinking, <laughs> no, it wasn't. First half, the first half was tight, but it, it was seventeen nothing at one time. If I'm not mis- correct, yeah, me if I'm wrong, yeah, they, they was up. No, they was up on LSU. 
But sure, to say this is – if your memory bank says, oh, that was a tight game, then that's that's just incorrect. Yeah, they was up 14-3 in the first quarter. Yeah, that's just mm-hmm. – uh, 14-3 in the first quarter, then they kicked the field goal, so they was up 17-3. Okay, I knew it was uh, 17. In the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And LSU come back, and then it was 20-17 to 17 going to halftime. Ole Miss still had the lead. And then and – the, And the third and fourth was all Tigers, baby. Uh-huh. And LSU scored 28 unanswered. <laughs> yeah, 28 unanswered. So, Boy, it was beautiful, too. Yeah. All right. When uh, so that was their first loss of the season, and then this is this season. Jay is a tale of two stories, correct? Mm-hmm. So the second half, right after that, they go back to A and M, and man, that is becoming a rivalry due to the head coaches. And yeah, uh, it's becoming a rivalry on Twitter, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because uh, Lane, he's always going to have Saban back. So if, if if Jimbo says something about Saban, even though he didn't mention Saban's name, but you, we, we all know who he was talking about. Yeah. And uh, so Lane's going to fire back at him at Twitter and then back and forth. And uh, but eat, but eat, but eat, but eat. Car salesman going to say something about him, you know? Yeah, that, that, that's all, folks. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he is a clown, but uh, that's why it's making me like Kiffin even more. I'm not no crazy Kiffin fan, but I'm just such a. No, I like, I like, I like, I like Kiffin too. You, you would have been fired up if Kim, Kiffin would have been our coach, huh? Uh,. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, if, like I said, if he was a, if if uh, if he was one of the better ones out there that, at the time, then yeah, I, I'd have took him. I thought he was coming to LSU with Coach O to be the offensive coordinator when he well, left uh, Alabama. That that I believe, I'm pretty sure that was in Coach Ogeron's book. I read it, and he was coming, but uh, yeah, yeah, it fell through. He was definitely coming. But well, she would have. I know for sure. It may well, fuck, baby, he'd probably still be there. Yeah, he probably would have. Got rid of O and just yeah. promoted Lane. They, they definitely that probably would have happened. That's crazy to think, but that's and you think deep down Lane knew that. Probably, probably he's probably playing chess. And yeah. uh, so after that, Jay, we had Texas A and M game. They won Texas A and M. Go ahead. They beat A and M by three, and then they man they come close to beating Alabama. You know, at home. I can't They're remember that six. game for some reason, bro. Well, I don't remember that as much either. But I mean, it's a close game. They lost 30, 30 to twenty four. Yeah. You know. And they just lost. They lost four in a row. They lost at Arkansas by you know by two scores, two touchdowns. So and they lost the Mississippi State by two, and then they uh, they lost to Texas A&M. I mean Texas Tech in the bowl game. So, damn. See, I don't remember them losing the bowl game either. But I can't remember if Jackson Dart was hurt. I threw for three hundred sixty-one yards against Texas Tech. He could have been hurt. He wasn't hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> they got their ass whipped. So. Uh, Greg McElroy said today on SEC Media Days, he said that yeah. don't be surprised. And the 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 floor, the panel, liked to you know jumped out of their chairs. He said, "Don't be surprised if you see Junkins get to close to two thousand yards." Now, Jay, you keep up with stats better than anybody I know. That's like, has anyone ever got two thousand yards in the SEC rushing? Yeah, Henry did. Is uh, is not in the regular season, but Henry did because they you know played. SC championship and then two playoff games. Okay, so, so he got he got he got the twenty one hundred in twelve games because remember one game got canceled. Leonard Fournette had uh, nineteen hundred and seventy something yards. So if they would have played the Magnese game, he'd have broke two thousand in the regular season. So, but those are legendary performances that happened to be in the same year. But that's something yeah. that would be monumental is getting to two thousand yards. And oh yeah, yeah. Now I bet you. I, I, I don't know for a fact, but I bet you uh, Ole Miss has never had a 2,000-yard rusher. You forgot about Archie Manning. 
maybe a career two thousand yard yeah, rusher, but right. not, yeah. not a season. I, heard, I bet if you if you calculated if you could go back and calculate how much he ran in a circle, he probably ran two thousand yards. He was always yeah, running, he was always always, yeah. running for especially his life. That's for the Saint. That's like a ran for for uh, one hundred fifty yards in the backfield in one game. Man, I have seen some old highlights of him on the Book of Manning that that great documentary poor on guy. SC Network. He was running for his life in New Orleans. Oh bro. my gosh, poor guy, poor guy. <laughs> So you're just wrapping up last season, Jay. You started off seven and zero, lost to LSU, ended up getting embarrassing, beat them by twenty five points. That was a real satisfying win. They beat A and M and then lose four straight. So you know, losing four straight and including your bowl game after that hot of a start, it's almost like I mean, let's let's read these these first seven wins: Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, where they beat forty two to nothing, Tulsa. Kentucky, who end up not being very good. They won like six or seven games last year. Vanderbilt sucks. Auburn was the worst they've been in years. Fired their head coach. So, Jay, they didn't really beat anybody last year. Yeah. Look at their schedule. Did they beat one good team last year, Jay? They didn't beat one guess, good team. I mean, the only one you could say is they beat Kentucky. I thought Kentucky was – I mean, they ended up, Kentucky ended up being, what, seven and six? But at the time, you know, I thought Kentucky was going to be a good game. So, and you know, I'm all uh, in on this Ole Miss team this year, and I'm, I'm, kind, you know, I'm buying the hype. But it, it is really weird to this is really opening my eyes that they did not beat one good team last year. Yeah, that's tough. So they, they got a lot of work, man. A lot of work to do. Well, uh, you want to go to the to coaches do. next, Jay? Yeah, well, I looked it up just now, Rob, uh, while while you was talking, and uh, Judkins is the single season record holder with fifteen hundred. 67 yards. Even imp- <laughs> impressive that he had that many last year. I wonder if that yeah, led the so, SEC or not. So, so Dexter McCluster is third on the list. Remember him? Classic name. Back. Yep. Uh, 100% okay. remember him. 1,170 yards. Wore the dreads. Ben, Jar- ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Remember him? Man, that don't ring played, a bell. He played, he played for the uh, Steelers and, and uh, pretty good. Yeah, I remember his he name, two, but I don't remember him playing. Yeah, he has, he has two 2,000 yard seasons. God damn. So, yeah. Okay. And, uh, so, so Dexter McCluster, uh, 2009 has a single game record with 282 yards in a single game. Yep, uh, I've been. I've Deuce, told you. Deuce, uh, oh, Deuce McAllister. Deuce, Deuce McAllister has one season where he had 1,082 yards. That's the most he had a season. That's a big boy. Uh, that's, he, a, that's some heavy he, yards. He holds. He holds the record um, career with 3,060 yards. So if if Judkins gets Fifteen hundred yards again. He's going to hold the record for most yards as in a, a career. true sophomore. Yeah, most yards in a career, and that's what I was. If if Fournette would have had fifteen hundred yards his junior year, he'd have broke uh, Fournette. I mean, uh, Kevin Falk's record. He'd have broke Kevin Falk's record. So I was hoping he get fifteen hundred yards. He only got nine hundred yards his, his junior year because he remember he got he stayed hurt the whole time. Yeah, but but all he needed was fifteen hundred yards. He had a thousand, nineteen hundred, and he fifteen hundred yards to break uh, Kevin Falk's. Career record, boy. His I, junior, wish, I wish he would have. His junior year, he could have been it, like whenever he was healthy, no, like yeah. the Ole Miss game, he was so electric. Yeah. Oh my god. That was one of the that's, most fun games I've ever been to because every time he touched the ball, Jay, it felt like he was going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Best, best uh, running back I ever seen. Best, me too. So. Do you, you know the stat line off the top of your head? Like that crazy stat of how many touches he had against Ole Miss? Yeah, he, he had sixteen carries, two hundred eighty-five yards, and four touchdowns. I believe that's a pretty good average. Give it to me. <laughs> give, it, give it to me. One, how many? How many yards? 16 carries, 285 yards, and three or four touchdowns. I'm not 100% sure. So 285 divided by 16. 
Jay, yep. uh, you know, I'm from Starks. I'm not the best at math. Thank God for this calculator. That's almost 18 yards of carry. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> and he killed what, that poor what, freshman. And what's, and what's the what's the most impressive about that game uh, is that yes, 18 yards of carry is is impressive as hell. But um, Geis was a pretty good running back at LSU. Would you agree? Absolutely. He had he also had 16 carries for only 50 yards. And you know it wasn't different plays. I different know. That's lines. wild, dude. He so broke that, so that, many that, long runs that game. I don't. So, it's like I don't. He killed that poor freshman. Yeah, you remember that? We were sitting up. We were sitting in the corner. That, that's when we had them end zone seats. Yeah, and, and every time he he, he run the ball, I was like, "Come on, baby, come on!" Like yeah. just run all the way to us. I was like, "God dang, man." Jay, uh, you, you and know that, and that long that long freshman when he was killing, that wasn't even a run. That was a little swing pass. That was he a was, swing pass from Danny Etling. You, you smoking, little man. Little trivia, Jay. Do you remember that freshman's name? No, Jay. The, I, my my mind is full of the worst shit. You got all the good shit. I got all the useless shit. I'm not looking this up. I, his name's Deontay Anderson. I'll never forget that. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Yeah, I mean he was. I a, don't remember. I don't remember his name or the one or the A and M guy that he ran over when he was a freshman. Oh, that was Thanksgiving night, Jay. Yeah. My no. God, he's a freshman. My God, it was Musburger, right on the call. No, it was. Um, I don't remember who. It Maybe was. Tessator. Tessator. I think it might have been Reese. It it could have been Reese or Tessator or Fowler. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I think it might have been the guy that's on uh on SEC Media Day. That guy with uh that's, with them. Yeah, but, that's Tessator. Yeah, my God, he's a freshman, man. <laughs> Where were you at when watching that game, Jay? The A and M game. Yeah, that A M. It was Thanksgiving know. night. Yeah, I don't remember. Man. I'm sure. I was Dude, watching I have parents' house. Or... Uh, me and Lacey were uh we no no shame. I love the Black Friday shop so. The game was coming on that night, so I went and sat in Starbucks with my headphones on and watched the whole game. And uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember on my phone, and I remember being like, when he done that, I knew I remember like standing up, and everybody and all the hippies in Starbucks were like, "What the fuck is this gorilla doing?" I mean, <laughs> that's such a good call, though. My God, he's a freshman. All right, I'm sorry, we got oh, off, we got off topic. And we talk, I can talk about that all night. I like me that. too, man. <laughs> me too. What uh, do you want to get into, coaches? Yeah, that's good, man. We'll talk about uh, Kiffin. So. So Kiffin, this year, is he's going into his fourth season at Ole Miss, Rob. So if he makes it through this whole season, which you think he will, right? I mean, I think he will. I don't yep. think I, I think they're gonna. I mean, I'm not spoiler alert, but I think they're gonna go. You know, eight and four or something this year, nine and three. I think they're gonna be have a good team. But yeah, I believe in him saying that. So if he makes it through this year, this will be the longest tenure that he's ever had at one place coaching. Okay, so USC was never long. Tennessee was not long. No, uh, USC. He was USC at FAU was for like three seasons, wasn't he? Two seasons. He was. He was at USC for two seasons as offensive coordinator. Okay. Then he left. And he left and went to the Raiders. One season, right? One. No, two seasons. He was two, 07, 08. Got okay. run off. Okay. Went to Tennessee for two thousand nine. Okay. Left to go back to USC to be the head coach. He was there from ten to thirteen. Says if you look it up, it says that. But if you remember, that would be four seasons. Okay. If you remember in 13, about halfway through, he got run off. So he's there for three and a half years. Three and a half. He got fired halfway through the season. And he was an offensive coordinator at Alabama for three years, 14 to 16. And he's at FAU for three years, 17, 19. So this will be the longest tenure as a head coach if he makes the rest of the season, you know. You know there was real information put That's out crazy. that that he, that he, he sprinkled to his, uh, just like it's open, open information that we know that, Brian Kelly, 
His agent reached out to Scott Wilbert. Scott Wilbert said that on a show. Uh, his agent also reached out to Scott Woodward, and, and I don't even think he was an option. Like, Woodward was not entertaining that. And that's, I mean, we all would have been excited with it, you know, because as yeah. LSU fans, historically, you can't count 2019, you can't count the good year with Matt yeah, Berger yeah, and Odell. Yeah. Historically, yeah, yeah, we crave yeah. offense. So, like, we all yeah, would have been yeah. excited for it. But it's just, it's just, it's just interesting how many people really wanted that LSU job. I would have loved to have been a fly we, on the wall uh, and yeah. hear the calls that Woody intaked for that. Yeah. I wonder how many calls that he, Made versus how many calls that he received. I know he only called Lane. He says he only called Ryan Kelly, but I mean, you know, you don't know. That's sure. right. He plays his card so close to his desk. Whenever his, no, I couldn't believe he, whenever he, he said he got the call that he was like, "Oh, three, really?" He's three steps ahead of you, man. He's so smart. <laughs> yeah, except for that, <laughs> he always. That's why he gave Jumbo the contract. That's why that's what I'm saying he's three steps ahead. He knew he was gonna come to LSU. <laughs> and, right. uh but yeah, so Kiffin, he's eighty-four and forty-six overall in college. He was five and fifteen in the NFL. You can see why he got fired. Yeah. Um, he's two and four in bowl games. Um, so in twenty twenty, they was a uh, five and five. They went four and five in the SEC, and they won the Outback Bowl. That game against A and M was canceled. That's why they was they only played ten games that year instead of eleven. Um, twenty twenty-one. Uh, Ole Miss, that's, I think they're only – that's the only, like, third time they ever win 10 wins in one season. It was 10-3, and 6-2 uh, and two in the SEC. They lost the Sugar Bowl to Baylor, 21-7. to seven. I remember that game. They, they kind of shit the bed. Well, Corral, uh, Matt Corral, uh, Corral got hurt. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, 2022, they was 8-5, and, and we always talked about it. They started off 7-0. and oh. uh, They lost – Five out of their last six games, including their bowl game, Texas Tech, and only game in between was beating A and M. So he's twenty three and thirteen overall at Ole Miss. He's fourteen and eleven in the SEC. He is four and six versus top twenty five opponents, and one and five versus top ten opponents. One and five against top ten opponents. That's some. That's a deep cut stat right there. That'll kind of kind of hurts to see if you're and a Kiffin he's guy. Two, but he's two and zero oh against Jimbo, baby. Yeah, yeah. Pick on the ones you can pick on. I love that. That's a that's a power yeah, move. I do. I like that too. Yeah. Uh, so they the new the new hires they got at coaching is a big pickup over over the all season. They hired uh, defense coordinator Pete Golding, which he was been in Alabama the last long time, but five seasons, uh-huh. last five seasons. He was at UTSA for two seasons in sixteen and seventeen, and they had some really good defenses. I mean, everybody's going to point to him and say that. Uh, well, yeah, it's easy to. Have good defense, Alabama, all these five stars. Well, that that is correct. You know, I mean, it's easy to win championships if you're Phil Jackson with Kobe and Michael. You know, but I just think that the UTSA they was really good. They was in the top thirty defenses, and then and so I just think that don't overthink it. If Nick Saban wants you to, if Nick Saban trusts you to be his defensive coordinator, that's enough for me to be honest. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that's pretty much it on all the coaching. I just want to do a back little. Backstory on Lane and, and nothing else really sticks that. out. It seems like they got the same offensive coordinators. Yeah, they, same same offensive coordinators. Um, and notice you said coordinators. They do something strange. They yeah, they have co. co. They have co-coordinator. And the only time LSU ever had co-coordinators, that co-defensive coordinator, little Pivato, uh was there back in like I want to say 08, I believe. That's when they was terrible. Okay. Uh, defense LSU didn't work out. They ran both of them off. So Jay. 
I, I got a. If you're a real a deep LSU fan, you'll obviously know this, but you know who I just noticed? Senior associate associate AD and football general manager Austin Thomas. That name sound familiar to you? Oh yeah, he was always the. He was our. He was a big deal for some of the Ed Ogeron teams. Yeah, he was like the football manager. Like head of the recruiting man, he was he was a lot of reasons a reason why we got a lot of recruits man. LSU, he, he is he's known calling. amongst got, LSU fans got, of being a big phone? deal. You got his phone number on the screen? Yes, six six two nine one five seven eight nine zero, and that is everybody's phone number in the football program. <laughs> everybody's got the same number. I would imagine uh, somebody t- takes the call. Send him a new pic. Um, yeah, I'm sending him a dick pic from Uncle Jay. No, say say. Stuck on this corn dog, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to say, that, by the way, this is Robbie Kingry's. And leave, Robbie, <laughs> leave Robbie's this address. Is Rob, this is Robbie Kingry. A roll damn time. <laughs> <laughs> I, got too mu- I got too much bam in me. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty much it on the coaches, man. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into key players lost. Always one of my favorite segments you do. Okay. So they, they have lost – 11 starters from last year. Yikes. 11 starters, four on offense, okay. which is uh, not too bad. Nope. Uh, one, to, one to the transfer portal, and then seven on defense, which that hurts. So that's that's why I'll get into that this segment, but that's why Lane had to take a deep dive into the transfer portal. So you're losing seven guys on defense. That's, that's pretty rough. So the only the, – on the offense – they lost two wide receivers, their top two wide receivers, uh, Heath and Mingo, who accounted for 111 catches, 1,832 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Hold on, hold on, hold on. you telling me they lost 1,800 yards in wide receivers? Yeah, 1,800 yards. Jesus man. Christ. Yeah. And they also, they bring their starter back, but for the first half of the year, the guy I'm about to tell you, he started the first eight games. Okay. And you know him very well. Who? One of your, one of your favorite recruits. He's supposed to come to LSU. He didn't go to LSU. He's supposed to go here. He didn't go there. He's supposed to go to PCU. Oh, no. Him? Yeah. Yep. He sure is, Mr. ain't he? Zach, I forgot about Mr. him. Zach, Mr. Zach. Mr. Zach, Zachary Evans. Yep. Zach Evans. Golly. Uh-huh. Boy, I, I waited on edge he, for him yeah, for a while. Yeah, me too. Uh, he um, had 144 carries. 936 yards, nine touchdowns. So, yeah, pretty good year. And that was the thing Man. going into last year. We were all expecting him to have that Junkins year. Yeah, well, I thought I thought he was. I mean, he looked good in the spring. He, I saw he was reading on him. All of a sudden, Junkins come out of nowhere. I was like, what? See, there's a I famous – there's a real famous picture for when the Ole Miss circles where it's Lane Kiffin and he's sitting in these bleachers yeah. by himself in the, watching in Junkins. In the cold watching Junkins. And no one's there. High school. Like, yeah. and he must have not been a very highly recruited kid because all we were talking about was Zach kid. Yeah. But uh, he, he's the real deal. Yeah, I mean, Zach he's the best a, running back in the SEC. Was a, Zach was a five-star, man. That's what I'm saying. Zach was a five-star. Junkins must not have yeah. is what I'm getting at. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, so then they lost uh, their starting left guard, uh, Roker, who started 13 games. Only one guy on the offensive line. So, they returned four starters on the offensive line. Uh, so, defense, they lost – uh, their top four tacklers, uh, linebacker Brown, uh, Reese, safety Tashin Johnson, and safety A.J. Finley, who accounted for 331 tackles, 
three interceptions, three and a half sacks on the year. So that, that's that's a big deal. They lost their their best edge rusher, uh, Robinson, who had seven sacks. Their freshman cornerback, who was really good last year, who started I think eight, started ten games. Um, name was Igbenosin, so kind of a, a weird name. Yeah. Pronounced Davison Igbenosin. Remember that one. Uh, he, Okay, he transferred. He's number twenty. He transferred to Ohio State, uh, and they lost their another defensive tackle, Katie Hill, who started twelve games. So they, they lost a lot of depth at at uh, defense. They That's took a lot. Of, they took a lot of kids from the portal. Man, you can see on their roster yeah. they don't have their p- pitchers updated. Mm-hmm. So that's key players lost, Jay. Yeah. All right. You want to get into returning players? So now on, on the returning end, on the offense, you know they're returning seven guys starters. So Jackson Dart, obviously coming back. You know he had Handsome pretty good year last year. Pretty good year last year. He was twenty nine hundred yards. 62% completion, 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Plus, he had 614 yards rushing, which was third on the team behind Zeb, uh, Zach Evans and Judkins. And they're, they're returning Judkins, who we both agree that he's probably the best running back in the SEC, him or, or Rocket uh, Sanders from Arkansas. Yeah, I take Judkins. Really uh, he had 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns, led the SEC. Four offensive line are returning with a combined of 47 starts. And then the junior tight end, Michael Trigg, he uh, only had six starts, but he played in seven games. So he must have got hurt last year. So he had 17 catches, 160 yards, and three touchdowns. I think it's pretty good. But he just, I think he got hurt last year. Yeah. So that's the, that's the, that's the key returners on offense. So on defense, he got a, a senior safety, Young, who had nine starts. He uh, 66 tackles. He was fifth on the team in tackles. Senior uh, linebacker, Sistruck, who only had one start, but he played in every game, and he had 72 tackles. So Young was sixth on the team, and this guy, this linebacker, was fifth. He had 72 tackles. And he had junior safety, Tennyson. He had eight starts. He had uh, 54 tackles, which was pretty good, you know. And another senior linebacker, Coleman, he had 42 tackles. He had four and a half sacks. One forced fumble, and he was—he's from New Orleans, by the way. That Coleman. It's crazy that yeah. you said two names. You gave us Tennyson, and you gave me mm-hmm. the other safety, Young. And it's just such a weird time in college football. But I know it don't bother me at all. I love it. I ain't gonna not watch it. But Young is from mm-hmm. Iowa State, and Tennyson is from Auburn. Like two of their best players, you know, just transfers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're living and proof then, of it too. Our, our quarterback is, you know, what I mean? Like, yeah, it's quarterback. And then. um so in the last one will be defensive end Johnson. He started eight games. He had 32 tackles and four sacks. He was third on the team in sacks. So that's their key guys coming back from last year. By the way, another transfer from Davidson. Yeah. All right. So that's the returning players. Jay, mm-hmm. you got a my favorite part. You are the recruiting guru. Do you want to do a little <laughs> recruiting update? Yeah, we can do one right now. So right now, as we as we speak, they are. 2024 class, they're number 25 ranked on the uh, so far there. They have 17 commits. They have three four stars by so far. So uh, the year is still young, and, and early signing day is not until December. So they got plenty of time to pick up, you know, 
five more guys, six more guys if they wanted to sign them. And who knows? I don't know who's on their list, who's on their short list and all that. You know, I don't keep up with Ole Miss recruiting that much. I'm more in the LSU. But so in 2020, when Lane's first – well, I, say, I always say that's a half year because I don't really credit them for this recruiting class. Yeah, they were asterisk, long enough. asterisk year. Yeah, yeah. So they was 34th, 12th in the SEC with 18 commits, four four-stars. That year, LSU was number four. 2021, it was number 17, so that would be Lane's first year, full year. Number 17 recruiting class. There was six in the SEC with 25 commits, eight four-stars, which was a pretty good year yeah. uh, for Ole Miss. And LSU was the number three class, by the way. Um, 2022, there was 27th in recruiting. I think that year that's when they loaded up on transfers. And uh, there was number 12. It was, out of 27 in the country, you'd think they'd be pretty good, but there was 12th in the SEC. Hashtag come to the SIP. Yeah, man. And 18 commits, six four-stars. And then 2023, they was the, had the 23rd class with uh, 16 commits, one five-star, and seven four-stars. LSU was number six that year, too, by the way. So, like I said, uh, they, got, they got a pretty good class so far, 25. But didn't they, you, didn't you think that Lane would recruit a little better? Yeah, if, they, if they're going to really recruit and, and compete, you know, they're going to p- compete every year with LSU and your Alabama and your Georgia and – and you both think that Q Freeze is going to recruit his ass off coming up. You better jump on it. It's a it is different that you don't. It's not you're not as reliant as recruiting. You need to. I mean, we're seeing Georgia still. Georgia well, don't do transfer portal. They're and they they recruit. Yeah, they're Georgia the don't do transfer portal. Um, Clemson don't do transfer portal. Alabama don't do a whole lot of transfer portal. Yeah, the proof is still so in the recruiting. Over, uh, you can do quick fixes, like as an LSU did, and well, you, you can do that well, some, with the portal, but you need to recruit. Some of those coaches' mindset, and Lane is one of them. He's never come out publicly and said this, but one of his mindsets, I believe, is like Deion Sanders. Why do I go get a kid in high school who's unproven? Uh-huh. When I can go get a kid who's already put in the work and knows how to go to class and knows how to take college courses and knows the, kind of the system how to how to do things. You see so him. That, I think that's you see him openly advertise come to the SIP because he's all in on the transfer portal more than recruiting and it's showing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a new age, and I you know I'm not mad at him. But before we get into transfer portal, Jay. Yeah. I, I got to ask the hard hitting question. I've been sitting here looking at this. Uh, Ole Miss roster for a while, and I'm stuck on number two, Jackson Dart. And I got a half chub on, you know what I mean? <laughs> is okay. The, the hard-hitting question I got is, does Jackson Dart fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. He's pretty handsome, Jay. <laughs> I'm going to go That's with it. yes. Think he, uh, you don't think he has a hard time at Ole Miss? I think he does okay is all I'm getting at. All right. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's get let's get back into the transfer portal. Okay? <laughs> okay, so the transfer portal, man. We need a noise for the transfer portal. We need a like a portal noise, like a like a like okay. an outer space. So we're gonna get that. I'm gonna you, we'll have that for next episode. You do that, or get, and every time T Bob turtle. Yeah, or that. Yeah, it'll say. <laughs> and now it's time for a transfer portal update from Jay. It's like a space ghost noise or something. Okay. All right, I'm gonna have it. Go ahead. So they they got twenty three guys in, twenty three guys transferred to Ole Miss, and twenty seven out. So they had a lot of guys transfer out. So I'll go over the the guys that I think you know the biggest transfers out first. 
Okay. So, transfer out defensive tackle Malone. Tawon Malone. Okay. How do you say his name? Tawon Malone. Tawon, baby. So, he didn't have a lot of production at Ole Miss. He had 10 tackles, one sack, two pass deflections. But he played in every game but never started. He's a big boy. He is six foot four, three hundred and five pounds defensive tackle. Big boy. So he, he was a he was the number five defensive tackle in the country in twenty twenty one. He's a four star guy. He transferred to Ohio State. And I already talked to touched on the, that other starter, Davison Igbenosum. He was a, a number thirteen cornerback in twenty twenty two. Last year, he had 26 tackles and five pass deflections. He started 10 games as a true freshman, which is pretty good. So he's going to Ohio State also. Damn, Ohio State picking him from the SIP. Yeah. So the next one is Jerron Willis. He's uh, transferred to South Carolina. He only played in one game with, in, with one tackle, but they were really high on him. And South Carolina's already put like articles out, like how about he's going to make this defense more nasty. Oh, man. Uh, so – so he was a he was a number two uh right now he's the number twenty one linebacker in the country in twenty twenty two and right now he's he's pegged as the number two weak side linebacker on South Carolina's team right now. So he's he over could, here playing Beamer ball, baby. Yeah, so he could start in the year. Another one, another starter, uh Tasheen Johnson. He had seventy eight tackles, was third on the team as a sophomore. Pretty fucking so good sophomore year, trans- 78 yeah, he, tra- he, he transferred to Oregon. Damn. Another, he got picked. He got yeah. plucked, huh? Yeah. And another one, uh, another cornerback, Miles Battle. He's a senior. So he, he had a lot of games, man. He played, he started three games, but played in all 13. He's transferred to Utah. So you'll see him Thursday night against the Gators. Against the Gators, baby. Up in, um, up in Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, so I think Miles Battle. He had 37 tackles, one interception, four to pass deflections. So you know he had some pretty good. So the, so these guys who I think are now we'll do the who transferred in. We'll just bring in we'll do all of them 27, but we'll do just the, the ones I think that make an impact this year. So right off the bat, you got Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. Also went to Como High School, by the way, in Sulphur and Barb's district. Shout out Como. Yeah. Yeah. So in three years of Louisiana Tech. He led the team in receptions last year. Three years, he had 106 catches, 1,500 yards, and 14 touchdowns. Last year, like I said, he led the team in 65 uh, receptions, 935 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So he's, he's had a lot of playing time in Louisiana Tech. I know Louisiana Tech's not a big Power 5 school, but they always, they always have pretty good receivers and stuff. They throw the ball a lot over there. Yeah. Um, another one, wide receiver, Zachary Franklin. He's a UTSA transfer, senior, wide receiver. He's at all four years. He was at uh, University of Texas in San Antonio, UTSA. Yeah. He had 261 catches, 3,300 yards, 37 touchdowns. So last year, he had 93 catches, 1,140 yards, 15 touchdowns. He was second. Second in the Conference USA last year, and he's number 11th in uh, college football in, in stats last year. Yeah. So he, that's a pretty big pickup. So he's a four-year guy. So he, this is going to be his fifth year. Fifth-year senior, 
or four years of playing time because of COVID year. Okay. And that's, so a, he, that's, so, a, that's a lot of yards. So, like, he, he's old as shit. Yeah. So he's an older guy, you know, with experience. And they got a, a big white boy tied in, Caden Presscorn from Memphis. He's 6'5", 260 pounds. He was the second lead receiver on Memphis. He has 48 catches, 600 yards, and seven touchdowns. Yeah. So a big body, a tight end. They can probably use that. And one of the bigger impact players who before the uh, spring game and offseason, you know, all the talk, I thought this guy was going to go there to start. Quarterback Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State. It's a big story so on the career, team, man. So his, yeah, his career at Oklahoma State, he has 9,500 yards passing, 61% completion, 67 touchdowns, but the – with a knock on him, Rob, he had forty interceptions. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So he also he also rushed for almost two thousand yards as a career, nineteen hundred fifty six yards, eighteen touchdowns. So in his career at Oklahoma, he's accounted for eleven thousand five hundred yards and eighty five touchdowns at Oklahoma State. If he come to Ole Miss and he holds a clipboard for his whole last year of eligibility, that's going to be <laughs> like that's a that's a tough story. Yeah. That'd be tough, man. Because I mean, I don't know. Because this is last, like you said, I don't think he gets another year. This is this is it. No, I'm pretty sure this is last he, year. He put all his, I guess he just he's tired of Oklahoma State. He done he did all he could at Oklahoma State. I guess he just last chips in, you know, all, whatever. Hey, I mean, all he in. bet on himself. He thought he could come beat Dart, and 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 whenever he did it, I was like, oh, okay. Well, Dart don't have a chance because I, you know, I've watched him play a bunch. You know, I've watched him over the years, but. Every all the everything we're hearing on Twitter and from podcasts and stuff is that darts, you know, is grabbing yeah, the spot right now. Yeah, that's all. That's all I've been hearing too. Um, so a couple more guys: defensive tackle Josh Harris, the senior from NC State. He's six four, three twenty five, big boy. A uh, edge rusher from James Madison. Okay, I don't even. I'm not even gonna try Isaac Ukwa or something. Sounds good to He's me, six, brother. Yeah, he's 6'3", 260 pounds. He had 40 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks at James Madison. It's UKWU, Isaac Okwu. <laughs> I guess. Then yep. cornerback Zamiri Walton is a senior from Georgia Tech. He had 36 tackles, one interception, six pass deflection. Another cornerback, Justin Hodges from UCF. He had 40 tackles, one sack, one interception, five pass deflection at UCF. And that's what I – when we talked about it last night, that coming from UCF, we said last night that UCF is now in the Big 12, which I don't know if the listeners know that or listened to one last, uh, yesterday. But, you know, we said last night that it's crazy that the Big 12 was used to be – big. last year was Big 12 minus two, now it's Big 12 plus two with the additions of BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and uh, Central Florida, which I heard they don't like to be called that. They don't want to be called UCF. In the Big 12, like every time they announce, yeah, so we're adding Central Florida. Like they said, the fans are getting aggravated. It's they UCF. Like <laughs> well, well, they just don't want to be called, oh, we're not. I, they want. They I don't guess. want to be called, oh, we're just the middle of Florida. We're just Central Florida. I, I guess, you know. It's fucking so, and then the, so there's two guys left that so, or I think will make an impact. Well, not this year for one of them. But, so Chris Marshall, he was a 22, one in, one in eight five stars that uh, – Texas A&M had in that class. Along with Denver Harris and a couple of those other guys. Yeah, yeah. he transferred to Ole Miss. Okay. And the, and the last one, you know him. Who's that? Walker Howard, baby. Oh, my God. Walker Howard, who uh, listening to the Ole Miss podcast, found out that Pete Golding actually recruited him to Ole Miss. Really? 
Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. As a defensive coordinator, getting him to go over there, that's just kind of interesting. Uh, it just yeah. it doesn't add up. You would think Lane was, you know, which Lane I'm sure definitely was involved of it because they're, you know, they got Dart. Dart's got a couple years of eligibility, but, um, you know, Sanders will be gone. I mean, he's the future, you know, of Ole Miss football. And I, I, I don't got nothing for him no more. If you ain't a tiger, you tiger bait. Like, I hope he, uh, yeah. I hope he, well, I hope, I hope he, he fails. And you know, to be honest, I don't care. I don't want him to do good. I hope he passes for four thousand yards a year, but for four four yards against LSU, like Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. I love watching him play, and I love watching LSU kick his ass. But you couldn't beat the Tigers, baby. Nope. All right, Jake. You want to get into uh, wrap up the episode with our twenty twenty three schedule prediction? Even though we kind of did it on the episode that's out already. Yeah, so we can run through it, like right. you said. All right, I'll read them off, and you give me wins or losses this time. Okay, all right. All right, 2023 schedule for your old Miss Rebels. Hotty toddy, baby. All right, game let's one. Get loud. Get loud. Oh, that's what they said <laughs> in the stadium. Me and Jay went in 2013. Oh, my yeah, 2013. Uh, Saturday, was, September the, at the time. At the, at the time, that was the fakest thing in the stadium. Because I've only been to LSU. You know, there's no there's no hype videos of pumping the crowd up or nothing like that. It's just this. Just it is. It was the way it is in LSU. You automatically make everybody gets loud. It's genuine reaction. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a uh, uh, old added. Oh, yeah, old Miss. It's not like going to a SNL and have applause up on the thing. You know, that's right. Uh, so when I went there, I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" They kept let's get loud. This big buffed up general would come on the uh, jumbotron, which is a pretty big jumbotron, by the way. Yeah. It would holler at the crowd, and it would kind of get loud. Not really, but the worst one was A and M. No, what they you could hear the crowd noise through the loudspeaker. They pump crowd noise in there, man. Hundred percent. You think so? Oh no, I know for sure. Yeah. It wasn't loud at all, I and mean, you could hear them through the speakers. That's fucked that's, up, man. Deep down, I mean, that, uh, that's fucked up. Oh yeah, the loudest one of the loudest stadiums in college football. Yo, no, you got an eight million dollar no, sound system all, pumping crowd noise. Yes. It's not authentic, you know. Yeah, fucking and fake ass. Oh, cheerleaders in there, stupid fans that are like, "Yeah, let's say go to hell, LSU." Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yes, that, was, that was the weirdest thing I ever seen with them yell leaders. That was so weird. It is strange and awkward and cringy. Is what cringy is what it is. Yeah, very cringy. All right, Joe, let's go ooh, through ooh. the schedule. Okay. Saturday, September second, Mercer Bears win or loss. Oh, All right, Tulane Green Wave. We talked about it last night. What you got? Ole Miss no, seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, you got to go with Ole Miss. You just have. To, I mean, you have to. But I wouldn't be shocked if Tulane does pull up. We'll be, I'm pulling for Tulane, but I got Ole Miss winning. Oh yeah, Georgia yeah. Tech. They beat them by forty two last year. <laughs> yeah, chalk up another forty two. All right, Alabama. Ooh, you thinking upset? No, I think it's gonna be like. Corso closer than the experts. All right, I like it. Alabama, so that's a loss. LSU Tigers, next game. Jesus, what a stretch. That sucks. <laughs> Give me a hell, baby. All right, so they're going to be 3-2 and two with no win over a good team. Okay, where you got Arkansas? This should be a good game right here. Yeah, this is a real good game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say toss, man, because this is a good game. Give us a pick. Uh, man, I don't know. It's so early to call. At Ole Miss, 
Give me a, give me a, a hey, the lane train three. I'd put them four and two. All right, bye week mm-hmm. then Auburn against my Hugh Freeze. Give my give my W. W, w. against w. Uncle Q. All right. W uh, next one. Vanderbilt A and M. W. Ooh, I love and, it. And then Georgia w. loss. <laughs> oh yeah, it gotta be a loss. Georgia. ULM. Yeah, that's W. Big win and Mississippi State. Man, I just don't. That could be a that could be like a trap game, like a, a end of the season lull, a lot of stuff on the line kind of game. Yeah, and I could I could see them losing it, but I don't think they will. They've already so, got that game scheduled. I love so that let, they do it say, Thursday night. Yeah, so let's say they they do lose to Arkansas. Okay, that'd be eight and four. You know, that'd be eight and four. Season. Okay. It's pretty good. I mean, nine and three at best. Eight and four at worst, maybe. I think that's his I ceiling think. at Ole Miss. To be honest, I don't think he could ever, ever, ever. I don't care what you say, ever win a national championship at Ole Miss. There's some schools you can't win a national championship at, and and I think that's one of them. I just Ole genuinely don't won. think you can. It's a small, it's small up top. There's only about ten schools that can Ole, do it. Ole Miss has won. Arkansas won. Mississippi State's won. Yeah, of that you can't win at. I, I think, yeah, you can't win. That's yeah, the, it's easier to name the ones you can. It's it's Auburn, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, probably. I don't, I don't see Florida in the No, I'm not saying I don't see them anytime soon. I think you can win a national championship there, though. You think those days yeah. are done? I love it. I mean, and I'm not. I'm not I, I against it. They, I think they're done. I love it. I love it. It's you know. I think Florida State then took them over. God, I don't. I, don't, I hate their coach. By the way, I don't like the Florida State coach. He's got a real squeaky voice. He talks like this. <laughs> All right, Jay. That's our old Miss look ahead. You got anything else? All I got, man. You can think of anything else. Nope. I love it. This is Winner's Win. That was our old Miss look ahead. Thank y'all so much for listening. Mm-hmm.